Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for July 28th, 2021. Glad that you are with me today. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy never cease, fresh as the morning and sure as the sunrise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. God of all glory, we give you thanks that through the gift of baptism we have been crucified with Christ and united with him in resurrection. By the power of your Holy Spirit, let our lives proclaim the good news that we are dead to sin and alive to you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 65 and 147 verses 1 through 11. 2 Samuel 3, 22 through 39, Acts 16, 16 through 24, and Mark 6, 47 through 56. Listen for God's word to speak to you. Psalm 65. Praise is due to you, O God in Zion, and to you shall vows be performed. O you who answer prayer, to you all flesh shall come when deeds of iniquity overwhelm us, you forgive our transgressions. Happy are those whom you choose and bring near to live in your courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of your house, your holy temple. By awesome deeds you answer us with deliverance, O God of our salvation. You are the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. By your strength you establish the mountains, you are girded with might. You silence the roaring of the seas, the roaring of their waves, the tumult of the peoples. Those who live on earth's farthest bounds are awed by your signs. You make the gateways of the morning and the evening shout for joy. You visit the earth and water it, you greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide the people with grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its furrows abundantly, setting its ridges, softening it with showers, and blessing its growth. You crown the year with your bounty. Your wagon tracks overflow with richness. The pastures of the wilderness overflow. The hills gird themselves with joy. The meadows clothe themselves with flocks. The valleys deck themselves with grain. They shout and sing together for joy. Morning Psalm 147, 1 through 11. <clears throat> praise the Lord. How good it is to sing praises to our God, for God is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. God gathers the outcasts of Israel. God heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God determines the number of the stars. God gives to all of them their names. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. God's understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. God casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. God covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. God gives to the animals their food. 
and to the young ravens when they cry. God's delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor God's pleasure in the speed of a runner, but the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear God, in those who hope in God's steadfast love. 2 Samuel 3, 22-39 Just then the servants of David arrived with Joab from a raid, bringing much spoil with them. But Abner, who w- uh, was not with David at Hebron, for David had dismissed him, and he had gone away in peace. When Joab and all the army that was with him came, it was told Joab, Abner, son of Ner, came to the king, and he has dismissed him, and he has gone away in peace. Then Joab went to the king and said, What have you done? Abner came to you. Why did you dismiss him so that he got away? You know that Abner, son of Ner, came to deceive you and to learn your comings and goings and to learn all that you are doing. When Joab came out from David's presence, he sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the cistern of Sirah, but David did not know about it. When Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside at the gateway to speak with him privately, and there he stabbed him in the stomach. So he died for shedding the blood of Ashael, Joab's brother. Afterward, when David heard of it, he said, I and my kingdom are forever guiltless before the Lord for the blood of Abner, son of Ner. May the guilt fall on the head of Joab and all his father's house, and may the house of Joab never be without one who has a discharge, or who is leprous, or who holds a spindle, or who falls by the sword, or who lacks food. So Joab and his brother Abishai murdered Abner because he had killed their brother Asahel in the battle at Gibeon. Then David said to Joab and all the people who were with him, Tear your clothes and put on sackcloth and mourn over Abner. And King David followed the bear. They buried Abner at Hebron. The king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. The king lamented for Abner, saying, Should Abner die as a fool dies? Your hands are not bound, your feet were not fettered, as one falls before the wicked you have fallen. And all the people wept over him again. Then all the people came to persuade David to eat something while it was still day, but David swore, saying, So may God do to me and more if I taste bread or anything else before the sun goes down. All the people took notice of it, and it pleased them, just as everything the king did pleased all the people. So all the people and all Israel understood that day that the king had no part in the killing of Abner, son of Ner. And the king said to his servants, Do do you not know that a prince and a great man has fallen this day in Israel? Today I am powerless, even though anointed king. These men, these sons of Zeruiah, are too violent for me. The Lord pay back the one who does wickedly in accordance with his wickedness. From Acts chapter 16, verses 16 through 24. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. (coughs) 
She kept doing this for many days. But Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. So we have Mark chapter 6, verses 47 through 56. When evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and Jesus was alone on the land. When he saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind, he came towards them early in the morning, walking on the sea. He intended to pass them by, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased, and they were utterly astounded. For they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Gennesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him, and they rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick at the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, in First Samuel, we have, or excuse me, or in Second Samuel, we have a continuing story of David, Abner, the general of the, uh, the the armies of Israel, the northern country, has come to David. You may remember from our reading last uh, time, came to David with this offering of peace. He has. Been, had it up to here with um, Ishbaal, the, the person he actually made king of Israel. But he says, I'm going to give, turn over all my allegiance. I'm going to get the, the, all of the elders of the tribes of Israel to give their allegiance to you, and you'll be the king of everyone. And David says, this is a great idea. This is wonderful. But we have Joab. Joab is his brother was killed during um, a battle at Gilboa. And actually, if you read the whole thing, um, Habner actually begs him to, to stop following him. He does not want to kill this young man, but he, he tries to convince him the young man will not listen and ends up dying in this. So Joab and his brother want to take revenge on, on um, Abner. And you notice just the, the, the vitriol that he has. Here is this chance for this civil war that has been going on for years to end. Um, Abner has come peaceably to David. David has sent him away peaceably. 
And Joab comes into David's court and says, what are you doing? You know this guy is lying. He, you know, he, he is convinced that Abner is actually doing this for the wrong reason because in Joab's mind, Abner is a bad guy. He is a terrible person. Kind of like the way that we look at people who vote differently to us, right? There's no way they could possibly, that, that particular politician could be doing something that's good or worthy or right, right? And so Abner then plots and sends messengers after, I'm sorry, Joab plots, sends messengers after Abner, has him come back, pulls him aside, and stabs him in the gut. Um, an incredibly disgraceful way, not only to be killed, but also to kill this sort of like, he, he's trying to get his allegiance. And, and then, um, you know, as a surprise, there's no way that Joab could see this or Abner could see this coming. Joab just kills him. And David grieves again, right? He had this, this chance for the end of this war. There could have been this peaceable coming together of these two nations. And one of his own, one of his own generals kills the man who could have brokered this peaceful deal. Not out of any good reason, but because he just wanted revenge for his brother's death. So David mourns and grieves, and the people actually see it, and they realize that, you know, there's no way that he had something to do with this. And so it actually does eventually lead to, the, to um, David being the king of both Israel and Judah. Um, but he has to go through this, this betrayal, this, um, this terrible event. Then we have in Acts, um, <laughs> there's, some, there's some real gems in Acts. And I think one of my favorites is Paul casting out a demon because he's annoyed so much. Um, they go to this island and there's this girl who has this, um, this evil spirit in her, but it gives her this ability to, uh, to prophesy and to tell people's futures. And she goes around saying to everyone, these people, they're from God and you should listen to everything that they say because they're going to tell you about salvation. And every time Paul tries to like give a speech or whatever, she's over there. Oh, this, these guys, you should listen to these guys. They know exactly what they're talking about. And he gets so annoyed that he rebukes the spirit in her, right? Not because he cares about her, not anything like that. But he's like, you are so annoying. Get out of her. And the evil spirit leaves her. Well, the people who own her are not very happy about this because they earn quite a bit of money exploiting this gift that she has given by this demonic spirit. Yes, but this gift that she has. And so they are upset. Uh, kind of an interesting thing. When, when you disrupt the exploitation of people, the people who have been doing the exploiting usually get fairly upset, which is an interesting thing that we may see in various places in our world. But um, <clears throat> they gather this sort of mob around these people. They, they rush in against Paul. They say that they're speaking against their Roman culture, and they th beat him up and throw him into prison. And we'll see what happens after that. So 
we leave now Paul and Silas, and I uh, presumably Timothy, have been now beaten. They're in the center, um, the very center of the prison, and they are guarded by guards, and we will see what happens to them next. Then we have Jesus uh, has gone up to the mountain and sent the, the disciples across the lake. Again, they needed some time away because they've just gotten back from this missionary journey, this, this uh, chance to go out and, and proclaim the good news of Jesus, and they're now coming back. And Jesus spends some time in, in aloneness, in prayer. He's now refreshed, and he walks to them on the water and the Sea of Galilee, and they are surprised. They don't know what to do about it. They think he's a ghost, and he says, no, it's fine. I'm here. And he gets into the boat, and the sea just calms down. And they are blown away. They're, they're filled with wonder. And we are told they, it is because they do not understand the bread and the loaves. They don't understand that he is not just a human being who has you know, a good speaking voice or something like that that he is something more, that he does miraculous things. Again, this is the second time in, in Mark that he has calmed the seas, and the first time they said, who is this man? Um, they're questioning who, who, what his identity might be, who, who really is he? Now they have seen who he is. They've seen him do miraculous things, and the most recent one is duplicating, replicating bread, and they still say, our, the implication is they're still saying in their hearts, who is this man? What's going on here? Um, and they go across, and there's this new crowd. And again, this, this, the temperament, the view of the crowd has, has shifted. It is this group of people that Jesus has come to help. It's no longer oppressive. It's no longer sort of overwhelming for Jesus, um, which is just kind of an interesting thing in Mark's gospel. <clears throat> Those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join our hearts together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. We lift our voices in prayer and praise, holy God, for you have lifted us to new life in Jesus Christ, and your blessings come in generous measure. Especially we thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ for all. the wonder and beauty of creation. The love of family and friends. Opportunities for faithful service. <clears throat> Particular blessings of this day. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for the opportunity to, to share the good news with children at Vacation Bible School. We also face Wednesday, which I was telling Bill, uh, for anyone who has worked Vacation Bible School, you know that that's sometimes the toughest day. So we pray for energy, intelligence, imagination, and love for all of our especially adult volunteers but also 
patience and um, good attitudes from children and adults and teenagers and everyone involved. Thank you for the opportunity. We hold up before you human needs, God of compassion, for you have come to us in Jesus Christ and shared our life so that we may share his resurrection. Especially we pray for the one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Peace and justice in the world. those in whom we see Christ's suffering. Those who offer Christ's compassion. Particular concerns of this day. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Lynn, a friend of Bill's sister, whose husband Jim died last week. We lift up a silent prayer for a friend facing medical issues. We pray for Nick for his knee replacement. For Barbara, who is having several medical procedures done later this week, for Sandra, a friend of the Prices whose husband fell and hit his head and has died as a result. We pray for Ernie, who's having her knee replacement next week. We pray for Sandra and her family, um, who gave an online request for health of her family and all sorts of things going on. We also pray for Mary, a friend of Bill's, for Debbie and David, for Kathy, for Margaret, for Robin. For all those who are on our hearts and our minds, we ask that you would do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Eternal God, our beginning and our end, be our starting point and our haven, and accompany us in this day's journey. Use our hands to do your creation and use our lives to bring others the new life you give this world in Jesus Christ, Redeemer of all. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with us all. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else, click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org, for more information. 
Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition, and our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible Daily Lectionary Readings. Thank you for joining me. Have a very blessed day, and we'll see you next time. Bye.